Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. How's everybody this morning? Ooh. <clears throat> good? Sort of good? Kind of good? Very good. Excellent. Man, that was so much fun on Wednesday. Oh. And for the guys that didn't come out, oh, you missed a ton of fun. Tell you, Chris in the back there, don't mess with him. <laughs> Holy smokes. Don't rob the bank, don't rob the bank either. He, or try, because he'll get you. He'll get you. He's like the Canadian sniper. It was unreal. So... It was. It was a blast. We had a blast, too. It was funny seeing the people that were a little older than me, and Roger, and Chris, and Nelson. <laughs> and some of them that were even a little older than Jeff were looking there, oh, can't do this anymore. And bless Randy's heart. <laughs> we're like, we got three of our targets. You can do it. He goes off. He's like, okay, he looks over at me. I don't want to do this. We're like, you got this, Randy. Chuck them out there, pow, pow, and that was it, and finished with a bang, and oh yeah, it was loads of fun. we got to do that again, hey? Loads of fun. And I was really glad that Jeff did come out, because he reminded me, you know, who has a calendar at home? Who has a calendar, either on your phone or on the wall? Who uses it? Yeah, I, apparently I use it too, but I forgot I was speaking this morning, so uh, I put it in my phone. I think my problem was is I didn't tell Ashley about it, so say homage, hey? But here we are, um, and, it's, and it's great because it's, it's graduation time, and the two that graduate aren't even here, so I don't even know why I have this message prepared, because I was like, oh, I'll prepare it for them, and it'll be great and everything like that, but um, it's still going to be great. I know, you know what? I know I can, because I said so. And because you said so, Linda. So, let's, uh, let's go. I got 15 minutes to get through this. No, it's interesting. As I was getting ready for this, I was... The one question that I really... Like, when I should have graduated, um, the, que- <laughs> the question I hated was, Dan, do you know what you're going to be now that school's done? Well, okay. I didn't graduate, so I... That question kind of was just like, so what are you doing with your life now, you you loser? Oh, wow, that got dark. But I hate that question. What is it they're going to do? And, and, you see, and you hear people asking teenagers that in grade 12, what are you doing? Are you going right to school? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. It's just like pressure, pressure, pressure. I hate that question. They just finished school. Let's just let them breathe for a bit. Just give them that space. Because it's interesting enough, they did it. There was a survey done with about a thousand uh, teenagers between the age of 13 and 17 years old, and you know, interesting enough, 91% of them had an idea of what it was they wanted to do. Um, they between the boys and the girls, the, the answers varied very differently, which was interesting. When the boys were asked about their dream job, what is it you want to do, and so on and so forth, 28% of boys said, oh, "I think it would be fun." You know, boys, we're here for the party, you know, here for the good time, not a long time. 
Uh, 21% of, of uh, boys said, you know, I'd be good at it. And then finally, a lot of them said, I'll make a lot of money. That was about 17% that said that. I'll make a lot of money. That's why I'm going to do that. <laughs> the girls' answers were quite different. When asked about their dream jobs, the, one of the number one answers was, the girl said, well, because I said so. That's why I'm doing that job, because I said so. They knew, determined, in their heart of hearts, they knew this is what they were going to do. The second biggest response was because it would be helping people. So boys think about it like, well, I'd be good at it. I'd make a lot of money, and I think it'd be fun. Um, have you ever asked a little kid what it is they want to do when they grow up? Isaac and Levi have the best answers. They both want to be fire trucks. Like, they want to be the actual fire truck. I thought it was... The firefighter? No, they want to be the truck themselves. <laughs> and when I try to talk to them about it and say, you know, that's, that's not a, you can't actually be the truck. No, Dad, I'm going to be the truck. Well, just because you, you live in a garage and you, you sit in the garage doesn't make you a car. No, I don't care, Dad. I'm going to be the fire truck. But when we get, sometimes when we get into these, what is it you want to do, and someone tells you, this is what I want to do, being the outside looking in, it's, well, are you sure you want to do that? We, we like to project what we think is the best for these people. Who am I to say that Isaac and Levi cannot be a fire truck? I know it sounds ridiculous, and it sounds like it is actually virtually impossible for them to be a fire truck. What? I guess they're self-identifying as a fire truck, so I can't even say that. Oh, well, it is 2019, after all. But for this illustration, life is eventually going to tell them, you can't do that. They're going to figure it out, and then they're going to talk to me. Hey, Dad, I thought about this. I thought about that. You know, when my school life was not really a happy school life. I was always being told, Dan, you can't do this because of your grades. You can't do this because it's just impossible for you. Blah, 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 blah. All that garbage. However, I didn't want to take other people's opinions, ideas, and, and anything else and say, you know what, I'm going to limit myself with that. Because I found when you start to take and listen to what other people, you start putting limitations that other people think. I remember one time, Mom said to me, I wanted to be a cook. And she said, you know, Dan, I don't think you can do it because of this, 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 and this. And so I didn't do it. I had a, a teacher tell me, Dan, you can't be an automotive technician because you're not smart enough. So I said, oh, okay, yeah. You, buddy. And then I've had so many times, Dan, you can't do this. Dan, you can't do this. Dan, you can't do this. Well, why can't I? Nothing's ever said you can't try. You know, we, we talk about God using us and doing stuff and saying yes to God. I worked at Capital Tire for a while, and we used to move these huge skitter tires. Like, they're huge, bigger than me. And I know I've, I've given this illustration before once. And to get the thing going was impossible. It was so hard. Like, we'd have to get a big truck to lift them and everything like that. But when we did get them rolling, they were so, easy, they were so much easier to move. Like, and now, remember, these things are huge, bigger than me, wider than me. Like, they're, if you were to try to stop it by yourself, you would just, and keep going with it. 
So what we'd have to do is two guys would go, and then you'd throw it, and then another guy would be on the other side, and you're hitting it, and you could actually turn it where you wanted to go. But it wasn't until we started to actually roll the thing. Then we started to, okay, now we can move it. Now we got momentum. If we're just standing around saying, yeah, you're absolutely right, I can't do that, and sit there with our hands in our pockets and just stand, did you know that they're still right? That, yeah, you can't do it. But if it's, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to do that. It's a huge different thing. Trying over the years, I've tried many different jobs. I tried getting into the automotive industry. I tried all that. I always wanted to do an apprenticeship of some sort. The automotive thing fell through. Then I tried to be a carpenter. That fell through. And then finally, I got in with being a plumber. And, of course, that job stuck with everything. Yeah. But it was because I kept trying, and I kept trying, and I kept trying. Jamie, can you put up Proverbs 16 there? If you have your Bibles, please turn to Proverbs 16. If you don't, Jamie said he will get it up on the screen. Hallelujah. There you go. Within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. That's pretty wise. I didn't, honestly, I didn't think I was going to end up with the career that I got right now. I said, God, this is where I want to go. This is how I want to achieve it. This is what's going to happen. And you know what? God says, that's great. That's awesome. You got a plan. You have an idea. This is what you want to do. But there's a reason why the automotive thing didn't work out. There's a reason why the carpentry thing didn't work out. I tried. I walked in those. I I took strong steps. My family was with me through the whole kit and caboodle of it. And Ash stuck beside me the whole time. But there was a reason we went through this. God directed us. He said, Dan, okay, Hmm, that didn't work, but let's keep going. That didn't work, well, let's keep going. There you go. Too much when failure comes up, we just shut down. Believe me, I failed a lot. I failed a lot. With, with all the decisions I've made, a lot of them, it's been like, wow, I can't believe I made that choice. But it's part of growing. It's part of learning. If, if we're not failing, we're not trying. You know, like, um, I just think about scientists all the time. They got to try stuff. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, guess what? It's back to the drawing board and try it again. And you try again and you try again and you try again and you try again. It's not failing, it's learning. Because then you know, oh, I shouldn't do that again. Right? Because nobody here has ever gotten it the first time. And it's hard as parents to see kids fail. (laughs) Don't touch the stove. Why, why do we waste our breath telling them that? Because they're just going, oh, what? Psst, oh, that's hot. Unless they're my kids. Psst, oh, that's hot. Psst, that's hot. Psst, that's hot. Psst, that's hot. Levi, don't touch that. Oh, yeah? Psst, that's hot. And he starts crying. You're like, Levi, I said, don't touch that. Psst, that's hot. Okay, well, should we just, like, Ashley and I have contemplated, should we just chop his hand off? Or, like, what's, what's going to be the easier solution for him to learn? Don't touch the burner. That boy, he is so steadfast. He just, 
God's got a plan for them that's going to be unreal. It's going to be unreal. It's going to be one that I, I can't even dream up for him. It, it's so funny to see in this four-year-old. He'll just hold his hand there, and you tell him it's hot. He doesn't care. He just, well, you told me. But failing, it happens. It's what you do with that. Do you give up or do you continue to keep going? Yet in those times of falling down, I was able to learn something from it. Like I said, don't do that again. Or maybe let's try this in a different, to- different way. I learned that no matter what choice in all of this that I made, God was right beside me in each and every step of the way. And sometimes I'd forget that, that I'm not doing this alone. That God was walking with me, that he's, he's guiding my steps. He's choosing. He's saying, Dan, this is what we're going to do. Yes, that door closed, but what about this one? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But as a person, I worry about it. God, but the boys need to eat. Ash needs to eat. We need, we need this. We need this. We need this. We just need food and shelter. And God says, yeah, I know. I know. Don't worry about it. I'm with you. And then God has questions for me in the midst of failing. Hey, are you done doing it your way? Oh, okay. Well, that's a good one. Or he likes saying to me a lot of the time, wow, that was fun. If only somebody told you to not do it that way. Well, yes, Lord, someone did tell me not to do it that way. But God is such, is, has such a way about himself that is clearly amazing. He's so active in our lives that it is unreal. Not too many people can say within their faith that their God is walking beside them day in and day out. Done a lot of research in that and... The Father is the only deity that is actually activated in our lives. God wants to have that relationship with us. And it's so humbling to know that the creator of the universe says, you know, Dan, I want to walk this path out with you. I want to walk this path out with the graduates that aren't even here. He's walking with them right now. Lord, get them. Tell them they should have been here. Because when he does that, he's, he's reminding that it's not by my works, but it's by what he's done. I'm not the one that's having to provide for my family. And that's tough as a male to understand that. It's not me that's providing for my family. It's God who's providing for my family. God is the one who got us the job. God is the one that's been putting the, the, um, the money in the bank account. But Dan, you've been going to work? Yes. However... Like I've said, how many people can walk off off the street and just say, hey, can I get going on this? Not too many people. Hmm. Graduation reminds me of a time when the disciples were sitting with Jesus, and Jesus was telling them, okay, I'm going to leave you eventually. And they're like, whoa, what? What do you mean? But Lord, you just got here. We just got doing this. Like we're doing some amazing things. And Jesus was, was trying to tell them that, yes, I'm going to be going, but I'm going to send somebody to help you. John 14, he talks about that. He says, you're not going to be alone. I'm going to send you the spirit of truth. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world will not receive him because they cannot see him or know him. But you have 
uh, intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. Like Jesus at the time was right beside them. Every, like, they were following like the actual Jesus, the person. And now he's saying, I'm going to ascend into heaven and sit on the right hand of my father. That would be terrifying. And he's saying, you're going to do everything that I've been doing. But God, we can't. But you're right. That's why I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be inside of you. Wherever you go, step by step, he's going to travel alongside with you. Another word I don't like is, oh, do you know what the will of the Father is for you? Yeah, the will of the Father is for me to continue to live my life, to continue to reach and help people find and follow after him. It's continued to plug when it's hard, continue to walk when it's, when it's a great time in my life, continue to do things. That's God's will for my life. Well, just, is it God's will for you to get this job? I don't care. God's will is for me not to starve. Come on. God's will is for, for us to pour into our family. You know, granted for the disciples, it took till Acts for them to really figure out that the Holy Spirit was with them, you know. Humans were very slow at processing things until something happens. But it's encouraging to know that in a situation, the Holy Spirit is with us, that he holds on to our prayers, that he, he intercedes on behalf of us, that he's working through us, that we're not doing this alone. When I was younger, when something would break, I would talk to my dad and say, Dad, this is broken. He was Mr. Fix-It in our house. He could fix anything. If, it was, if, it was, if Dad couldn't fix it, then it was really broken. Like, there's no fixing it. But as I grew and as I learned, my dad would teach me these skills. That's the same with the Holy Spirit. As you grow and as you mature, okay, now we're going to do this. 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 Now we can do this. It's like, wow, look at what's happening. And now my kids say to Ash, don't worry, Mom. Dad can fix it. He can fix anything. So I got that, which is awesome. So in this walk, it's not that you're alone. You're never alone. The steps that we take, we're not alone. This next chapter in all of our lives, no matter where we're at, not just for grads, we're not alone. And I think it's great. And even Chris and Larry, everybody left. Man, holy smokes. What Dee said is, was awesome, that God knows you. He was there from the beginning. He knows you. We're not alone. Psalm 17.6, I love what, what David said in this. It's just, no, that's John 14, 16, 17. You, answer, you will answer me. God, I know you always will. Like you always do as you listen with love to my every prayer. Every time we pray, God listens to it out of love. My mom would always say to me when I was younger and I would pray, she said, you know, Dan, God is actually bending down and pushing his ear to the floor to listen to your prayer. What an amazing picture that in those times of trouble, God will answer me. He know, I know he will. And I believe we don't activate that lot. When we're in those times that we see the waves starting to really come over on the boat, 
we don't say anything. We just, well, this is my road. This is my lot in life. I just need to accept it. Crush me, wave. No, get to high ground. Get out of there. Call for help. To this day, I know where I can get for tool rentals, and I don't need to pay. I just go to my dad's house. Which reminds me, I need to return some stuff to him because I think it's getting overdue. But where do you go for your help? When the times come and it struggles, because there are going to be struggles, the Bible even says, you will find struggles in this life. Ain't that the truth? Who do we cling on to? Jesus, exactly. God, you will answer me. God, and I know you always will. And he does it all in love. And I was going to say to the parents, trust me, your kids always know where, to, where home is. Even today as an adult, I know where home is. I know when the world's trying to beat me up, tear me down, leave me for dead. It's funny, Dad shared a, a thing to me. He said, you know, remember everybody jumping on a trampoline? Remember those days? You'd fall down on the trampoline and all the kids would keep jumping so you couldn't get back up? That's the world. You fall on the trampoline and the world just keeps jumping so you can't get back up. But I know my dad was going to help me. He's going to lift me up. As kids, we know that. We know where we can go. When we need wisdom, we'll talk to my dad. When we need nurturing, we'll talk to our mom. Like it's, we, we know where to go. And as we get older... I know where else to go. I can go to the Father. Hmm. So, that is it in a nutshell. It's just hard because, like, I smell, like, I can understand what Jeff says. I can smell the food, and it's like, oh, man, my stomach's just giving her. But, um, no, I just, what I really had on my heart in all this for everybody was in the times of struggle, in the times of, oh, I'm not going to make it. I always think of Peter. He said the shortest prayer in the Bible, Lord, help, as he was sinking in the water. Lord, help. And Jesus instantly pulled him out. Lord, help. Bam. It wasn't anything. He didn't do any awesome prayer. He didn't start with Heavenly Father. He didn't say, oh, Lord, please. He didn't. He just said, Lord, Jesus, help. Bam. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate because we're not alone. In today's world, there's so much confusion, so much um, lies. Like People are alone. Like As you look at some of the things, it's, you're the only one that can face this. But here, let's get you plugged into all these groups so then you're not alone. It's like to get people in these groups, if we can make people feel that they're alone, then they'll get into these groups to then fill a void that we think is a void. Why can't we just talk to people in truth and in love? Not confuse the situation. Remind people you're not alone. But no, you think this way so you're alone, but don't worry, there's a group out there for you that will help you. It frustrates me. Because these are kids we're talking about. This is us we're talking about as people, as humanity. Yes, I said humanity. But we can do this. We can get through this. We are a fam jam. 
I always, I love saying fam jam because when you look at jam, everything's just crammed in there. And it's uncomfortable and it's squishy. And then when you spread it on the toast, it's kind of gross. But that's your family. Family reunions are off the wall. Trust me, I've been to, you know, lots. When you get all the family together, my, when my aunt and my uncle come over and my mom was around and dad and we'd all, they're Italian and, you know, we're Scottish and so we all get together. And the volume in the living room would go from like just a normal conversation to all of a sudden people would be like, is everything okay up here? What's wrong? You guys are yelling at each other. And we're like, no, we're just talking. But that's a normal family. Are you going to like everything that happens in your family? Oh, heck no. Is your spouse going to tick you off some days? Yeah. Are you going to tick them off? Yeah, sometimes deliberately, just for the fun of it. But at the end of the day, you've always said it's for better or for worse because you love that family. You want to see the best in them. Like we say, it's 100 and 100. Even with my kids, it's 100% of my time to be their dad. I always tell them, they're like, Dad, what's your favorite job? And I said, I love being your dad. It's my favorite job in the world. And they said, excellent, because that's our favorite thing too. And then they just scurry away. So, we're in this together. And we have the ultimate source of help. We've got the Word of God. And we've got the Holy Spirit living in us. Amen? Okay. Well, let's stand. And I don't know where we're going to go with next. So we're going to make it up as we go along. I think there's a ministry team. Is there? Do you guys want to minister to people or no? Does anyone want to be ministered to? I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you don't, we will judge you in our hearts. <laughs> Not openly because we're polite. <laughs> well, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for this opportunity that we have as a family to get together, God, and just be encouraged by each other, Lord. And when we come through the door, God, I just thank you that we have someone that's always greeting with such a smile on their face and, and just actually caring about us, God. And then as we come into here, we just, like Jeff said, we just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and we forget about church even starting, but we're doing church right there. And so, Lord, I, I pray that as we continue to go out from this place, God, that you will continue to keep a mountain, not a hedge, but a mountain of protection around us, God. God, and I thank you that when we do have the problem, Lord, that we can contact each other. God, that this is the year of breakthrough, and Father, I just thank you for the, for the young ladies that graduated, Lord. God, it's such a, a fantastic time. It's a scary time, but God, it's such a fantastic time because it's, it's showing growth. God, that now it's time for another chapter to start, and it's exciting. It's, it's new. It's, it's never been, been seen. But God, it doesn't scare you. And so we just pray that you'll instill in the hearts of not just them, but all of us, God, that every step we take, God, you are there beside us, living in us, breathing with us, God. God, you are so close to us. You are every breath. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.